right. Welcome to another episode of To the Stars. My name is Alexander Creek. Uh, I'm an astrologer and an intuitive. And today we're going to talk about the astrology of Taurus season 2022, particularly particularly the eclipses that we have coming up. Um, along with, we have Jupiter changing signs. We have a Mercury retrograde. So we're going to talk about all of that. And But we're, we're going to pay special attention to these eclipses. Um, because, you know, depending on kind of where they fall in you, where they fall in your birth chart, they can be very potent energies and they can have really um, kind of life-changing effects again. But again, it kind of depends, you know, if it's falling, you know, at a certain point in your birth chart. Um, but in any case, even if, if, even if you're not particularly like, even if you don't have a lot of Taurus or Scorpio going on in your chart, or maybe even Leo and Aquarius kind of depends on that degree of that sign, um, you know, Eclipse season, if you're sensitive to energy, I will say like the day around an eclipse, quite oftentimes you can feel it um, because it can be like a really draining energy or it can be like a really stimulating energy too. But, you know, if you find that you're kind of an energy sensitive person or you're sensitive to the cycles of the moon, um, it is, uh, you can definitely feel the energy or notice it in people around you because eclipses do tend to be dramatic energies and can be often, you know, often come with new beginnings or endings and kind of often kind of arrive suddenly or have this kind of, you know, like U-turn kind of energy. Um, eclipses can often feel kind of faded as well too. So um, I'm gonna help you break all of that down, help you um, find um, in your birth chart where these eclipses are happening. And just, you know, to give you a little bit of, of information um, to kind of help you understand kind of what's going on in, in your own life. So um, let's go ahead and get started. So, um, let's go ahead and just kind of jump into this eclipse. Uh, just let's jump into the energy of the eclipses. So, uh, coming up this weekend, so I'm recording this Monday, um, well, what the hell day it is, April 25th. So coming up this weekend, we have our first eclipse in Taurus. So I should mention eclipses happen twice a year, usually or excuse me, uh, like eclipses arrive in pairs and um, they usually happen about twice a year. Some years, you know, we could have eclipses in kind of different signs. This year, the eclipses are really focused on Taurus and Scorpio. Um, so, you know, uh, collectively, if we're looking at um, these eclipses and kind of how it's affecting the world or the, or the collective or the story that's happening, um, there's definitely something going on with um, there's a story that is being kind of told about, you know, Taurus has to often do with our resources, you know, food, housing, the things that we depend on to survive. You know, Taurus has a lot to do with like the land, right? And how we sustain ourselves in our physical bodies. And there is definitely a lot of conversation happening around supply chains, you know, um, around around our food, about the way that we grow our food, around our monetary systems and currency because Taurus has to do with um, money, right? And what, how we, um, what we value and kind of what, what we place value on. So, and Scorpio has a lot to do with uh, sharing of, of resources, how we share our intimacy with other people. Um, it, it can often kind of, and, and often can speak to, you know, secrets being dredged up or kind of like um, uh, how we use our power um, 
So these themes are going to be kind of coming up with these eclipses all year long, just kind of in the collective. So you may want to notice, so you may want to kind of sit back, and kind of notice that play out. Also, these eclipses are taking place in the same sign um, as Uranus. And Uranus in astrology, or Uranus, as I like to say as well. <laughs> so, um, of course, because I, you know, I can't resist a butt joke. Um, so Uranus has to do with disruption, sudden awakenings, rebellion. Um, has to do with you know, like the moments of brilliance or genius. And but uh, Uranus really is the disruptor. It's the awakener, and it causes change wherever wherever Uranus is in the zodiac. And wherever Uranus is transiting through your birth chart, um, you know, Uranus is going to stimulate some kind of awakening. Um, it's going to ask you, you know, like, how are you an individual, you know, versus versus the group, right? It's going to ask, like, um, you know, where are you really stuck? Uh, where do you need to break free? And Uranus has been in Taurus since oh God, for quite a while. I can't remember how long it's been. Let me actually check. Uranus entered Taurus 2018 and it remains there until 2026. So, um, you know, it's an, it's an outer planet. It moves really slowly. Um, so the important thing with these eclipses being in the same sign as Uranus is these eclipses may have more of a U-turn kind of effect or more of a sudden change kind of effect or add this energy of liberation, essentially, like where you where you are feeling stuck, especially if you have those strong Taurus and Scorpio placements, or wherever you have Taurus and Scorpio in your chart, because you always have every sign in your chart, even if you don't have a planet in that sign. So um, and I'm going to explain this a little bit more in detail as I go and kind of show you how to go through your chart and find where you have Taurus and Scorpio. So wherever you have Taurus and Scorpio, Uranus is going to be there, like really kind of pumping things up with this eclipse and, you know, adding this extra element of, you know, maybe trying something you haven't tried before, liberating yourself, like, um, like maybe rebelling a little bit, essentially, but really adding this energy, I think, to this eclipse, uh, to these eclipses of like kind of waking up, essentially. Okay, so... Um, whoop, let me go ahead and, okay. So um, let's go ahead and break down these eclipses and kind of exactly kind of what they're talking about. So um, if you go ahead and if you have your birth chart in front of you, um, and if you don't have your birth chart in front of you, you can go out and find it for free. Um, I like to use astro-seek.com. And let me, I can kind of pull it up and kind of show you here. And if, if you're watching the, the video version, you want to see exactly how to do it, this, this is how you do it. All right, so I'm going to share my screen real quick so you can see what I'm doing. So you're going to go to astro-seek.com. You are going to head over to the top left-hand corner. At least that's how it looks on my desktop or on my PC. You'll then scroll down to birth natal chart online calculator. You're going to click that. Um, you're going to scroll all the way down here. And it is pretty important that you do have your time of birth. Um, if not, I would, if not just hit unknown time, we can work with your sun sign. Um, but those of you that have your birth time and location, you're going to want to go ahead and put in your date of birth here, blah, 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 blah. We have all this stuff going in here. So click calculate chart. 
And actually, even before you hit calculate chart, I like to use whole sign houses. It's just an easier system for house, like for uh, for houses is an easier way to read the chart. And that's kind of how that's going to that's how I'm going to explain it. However, um, if that's if you want to use a different house system, that's totally fine. A Placidus is usually going to be the default setting. And if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, just click whole sign. <laughs> so, um, so go ahead and hit calculate chart. And you can see my birth chart here. So you're going to go ahead and find on this little wheel here where you have Taurus and Scorpio. In my case, I'm a Scorpio ascendant. And so I have Scorpio in my first house because you can kind of see the numbers of the houses here. And I have Taurus in my seventh house. So when I say, um, so that way, when I'm talking about the houses, you know what I'm talking about. And that way you can find where Taurus and Scorpio is in your birth chart. And again, if you don't have planets in Taurus and Scorpio, it's in your chart somewhere. So you will find where those little sign glyphs are and look at those pairs of houses. Okay. So let me go ahead and stop that share here. All right. So Talking about the eclipse on May, or excuse me, on April 30th. Let's go ahead and bring that chart up for you so you can take a look at that. Okay, so I'm just going to pull up the chart for those of you that are watching the video version. If you're, if you're listening to audio, I'm totally going to walk you through it the exact same. But that way, if I'm on video, I'm not just like sitting here in my... <laughs> in my office, I have something that I am looking at. So the uh, chart of the April 30th solar eclipse. So first of all, a solar eclipse is going to, um, first of all, a solar eclipse is more about new beginnings because a solar eclipse is gonna, um, it's, it's, it's essentially like a new moon on steroids. So we have new beginnings, you know, we have a seed being planted at this eclipse. Um, the thing with the the thing with any eclipse, and um, is again eclipses tend to be far more dramatic. Um, eclipses, like let's say this, uh, let's say this new moon solar eclipse. This an eclipse can often come with endings, as well as um, as beginnings. So there could be something ending here as well. And again, eclipses are just a little bit harder to predict because by nature they are unpredictable. It does offer some kind of reset energy because you know with um, with the moon kind of blocking out the sun's light. Um, I think that's, <laughs> I was like, am I doing this? Yes. So with the moon blocking out, you know, the sun's light, at least partially, even if we can't see it in a part of the world that we're at, it does kind of represent this kind of reset. And it is a little bit more, any eclipse is going to have a little bit more inflammatory energy. And I would just mention to get rest and recuperation at some point during this week, or to kind of leave some time um, just because eclipses do tend to be much hard, much more hardcore energy than a regular, uh, a regular new or full moon. So um, with the solar eclipse, it's often going to be some kind of new beginning or a seed being planted somewhere in your life. You may not even notice it as it's happening. It does usually take a couple months to play itself out. Okay. Um, but this solar eclipse, I'm just going to talk about the general tone of the energy, and then we'll go through each sign and kind of what to expect for each sign. So this solar eclipse is on Saturday, April 30th. Um, it's about 10 degrees of Taurus. So you may want to notice and look at your chart and say, hey, do I have my sun, my moon, my ascendant 
or any planet around 10 degrees of Taurus. I'd give it that about a five degree orb. So 10 to 15 degrees, or you could go uh, like five to 10 degrees or 10 to 15. The closer, like the closer it is, the more dramatic its effects or the more, or the more, the more potent its effects, okay? Um, so um, this eclipse is actually pretty pleasant, I will say for the most part. This is um, a more, this actually could really be a very beautiful energy. However, being in eclipse, I think it'll still be pretty intense. But um, for the astrology, it looks really beautiful. I'm like, oh my God. So, okay. So that's because the ruler of this eclipse is Venus because Venus rules Taurus. So we want to see what Venus is doing. So Venus is in Pisces. Uh, Venus is considered exalted in Pisces. Venus is a planet of love, relationships, harmony, how you attract things, money. Venus in, uh, Venus loves to be in Pisces. Pisces is this, you know, this energy of compassion, you know, all like we're all one, you know, creativity, really psychic energy. This is super romantic energy. I will say this is very, very romantic energy. Um, and the fact that Venus is just doing great in Pisces, she's loving it. She's also conjunct Jupiter. She's at the like exact same degree as Jupiter, the planet of um, the the planet of expansion and optimism and opportunity, you know, faith, higher learning. Uh, Venus and Jupiter love to be together. It's kind of like a party when they get together. So there is this really expansive, juicy energy around this eclipse. Okay. Um, so I find that really fascinating and really it bodes well. Um, it has a really kind of optimistic tone to the energy. However, this eclipse is also going to be conjunct Uranus. So there's, you know, going to be sudden awakenings, um, you know, feelings of like, where am I feeling stuck? I, I need some freedom. Um, and it's kind of, I think people, you know, could still be kind of acting out <laughs> essentially. So, um, but otherwise really gorgeous energy. And uh, we have this huge Pisces party kind of going on. So really, really kind of dreamy, dreamy energy. Um, I will say the only thing with this energy is because we have so much of this dreamy, intuitive, connect with your dreams vibes happening. You really kind of want to stay grounded, I think, during during this eclipse and kind of ask yourself if you are feeling, you know, it's like you, you, you really want to make sure that you're not wearing totally like rose colored glasses and you want to have some kind of sense of realism about you. Um, so that's a really gorgeous eclipse. Um, let me go through, let me go to the, um, the lunar eclipse, and then we'll talk about kind of what to expect for each sign. So let me go ahead and bring up that eclipse. So the lunar eclipse is going to be May 16th. Um, and that one's going to be a much more challenging, uh, I think a much more challenging energy. It's not all bad for sure, but definitely a much more uh, hardcore kind of eclipse. First of all, this is a lunar eclipse. So this is more likely to coincide with some kind of event, some kind of culmination or completion or release in your life. Um, you know, and oftentimes when something, you know, leaves your life during an eclipse, um, it can be per a permanent goodbye to something. It's a really good time to, um, you know, like you may find yourself like releasing something or completing something around an eclipse. Um, this can often coincide with, um, you know, a sudden illumination or awareness or news. Okay. The thing with eclipses is that they can often like eclipses can often play out through other people in our lives. Right. So if you have an eclipse going on in your seventh house of partnership, for example, it could be something playing out with your partner. 
doesn't necessarily have to do with your relationships. It could just be something happening, excuse me, in the life of your partner. Um, also, these eclipses tell a story because these eclipses, um, we have another pair of eclipses happening in um, the uh, happening in the fall of 2022 as well. So we have this kind of narrative kind of playing out all year. It doesn't have to be just like a singular event. It is sort of like a, it can be a trend of energies. Um, and it actually started uh, the fall of 2021 because we had our first eclipse in, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Taurus or Scorpio. It was one of those two in late November, 2021. So this chain of energy of events started around then is really playing out through this year and will finish up in 2023. So keep in mind, it's a narrative, it's a train, it's like, it's a trend of events. It doesn't have to be just one singular event. Also with a lunar eclipse, um, the energy, especially if this is hitting you like a very sensitive point in your chart, um, this is going to be, um, this can be playing out before the eclipse even happens, right? So like for me, for instance, I'm gonna get personal here for a second. Um, I am a Scorpio ascendant. I have 18 degrees Scorpio ascendant. My my son is 23 degrees of Taurus. So these eclipses are happening in my houses of self and identity and partnership. And I went through a significant breakup like a few weeks ago, a few straight up weeks ago with my live-in partner and or live-in, you know, then like live-in boyfriend. And um, we're good. Like it's all, it's chill. It was pretty mutual. Um, but again, like, significant for me i guess i saw those eclipses coming in my partnership and relationship sector and i was like okay like what's happening we're either really solidifying things or we're maybe letting something go and it was not a surprise necessarily but still a, kind of a shock to my system and i had a lot of, i had, had a lot of other things astrologically going on as well that kind of represented like you know, making a decision or crystallizing that energy. And, um, you know, and so for me, it actually, so it did feel like a significant release ending a really big transition, a really big change. But at the same time, I feel like, like really exciting new beginnings. And like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in a whole new city. <laughs> and it's like, I, I'm kind of starting this whole huge new chapter of my life. Right. So that's kind of how eclipses can play out. So this is before that lunar eclipse even happened, but it's like, you know, it's like, it's just going to point to these general kind of trends, although there could be something coming up that I have no idea. Right. So we will see. So this lunar eclipse, um, first of all, it's a total lunar eclipse. So, um, you know, that solar eclipse that I was just talking about, that there was a partial solar eclipse. So it wasn't completely like the sun wasn't com completely going to be blocked out. This one, total lunar eclipse. Um, so like the energy is going to be more potent. And again, like I said, that lunar eclipse, it's like a full moon. So, but it's a more juiced up on steroids, full moon. Um, first of all, the, the, the moon itself doesn't love to be in Scorpio because, you know, the moon's all about coziness and home and emotion and Scorpio is like really kind of intense energy. Um, and at this point, uh, Venus, the planet of love, relationships, you know, money, harmony, the ruling planet of Taurus is going to be in Aries. And, you know, Venus in Aries is more like, you know, when you have, when you have Venus and Aries in your birth chart, it's kind of like when you like someone, it's not like waiting around. It's like, I want to do this now. Like I want to like chase or be chased. Let's do it all the way. hundred percent energy. Okay. And so there's definitely like a, 
much more, I think, intense tone to this particular eclipse. The ruling planet of Scorpio um, in traditional astrology is Mars, the planet of um, how you sort yourself and drive and passion. And um, um, so Mars is going to be conjunct Neptune around this eclipse. So um, Neptune has a way of kind of making things a little bit more foggy sometimes. Uh, it has a way of kind of making the details less clear. And, you know, there may be like the energy around this eclipse feels more like um, like being really passionate about your ideals or, you know, or um, having like sort of passionate vision about something like I really want to start this new project or something, but not knowing maybe all the details about it. Um, and then I so I, I would just say there feels like. It just, it's definitely like a different kind of tone to this eclipse. Also, Mercury is retrograde during this eclipse too. So if something comes up around this eclipse, it's like you may not know the full details or the full story of this energy until Mercury goes direct later on in June. So definitely a much different tone to this eclipse. And I would just say, but I, I feel like there's just passion, emotion, um, a lot of it does feel like more of like an emotional release to me or i would say um like being passionate like it's like passion project or passion about your ideals or something like that but again i just feel like the uh the, the facts or the details just kind of feel a little bit foggier for this eclipse so um let's go ahead and kind of break this down for each of the signs so let me go ahead and stop this uh stop this little silly screen share here Sue, because I don't want you to see my, let's not look at my notes, my messy ass notes. So, um, okay. So first of all, let's break each sign down. Okay. Um, all right. So Aries rising. And again, if you don't have your ascendant, right? Like if you pulled up your birth chart and you're like, I don't have my birth time, just listen for your sun sign. And that may resonate for you. It's going to be a little bit more accurate when we look at your ascendant though. Um, so, so Aries ascendant, these eclipses are happening in your financial sector. So that solar eclipse, that kind of new beginning, that's going to take place in your second house of your personal resources, your finances. This could be, you know, like a new source of income coming in. This could be taking a fresh look at your budget and your finances, but Taurus and, Taurus and Scorpio eclipse, uh, season for you will be about, like, will be about your resources in your personal kind of pocketbook. That lunar eclipse is going to be in your eighth house of, um, that's how you share your resources. Um, that is also um, like, so like if the eighth house is how you share your time and energy and your resources. So this is literally the money that you share with other people. It's like joint bank accounts. It's also like loans, debt, credit. You could be just like completing something as far as that goes. You could be like refinancing, you know, like this could be student loans, could be a mortgage, something like that. This could also be something coming up as far as like, because uh, this is the house of death and taxes, right? So this could be something coming up as far as your, like as far as an inheritance or maybe like doing something with like a will or something with your estate. Um, this, But this could also be like the emotional kind of intimate dynamics of a sexual relationship or more intimate relationship, right? So, um, you know, like, and, and this is also like exchanges of energy. So this is how much time and energy you're willing to give away to other people. Um, so definitely all about your money and your resources, this eclipse season, Aries. Okay. So Taurus, 
Um, we have, so this is obviously big eclipses for you, big, big year for you for Taurus and Scorpio. Um, so for Taurus, this solar eclipse on April 30th will be in your first house of self and identity. This is a fresh new beginning. And it says, and also if you're Taurus sun, listen up to that as well. Okay. Cause, um, uh, so Taurus sun, Taurus rising, right? So first house of self-identity, your attitude and approach to life, your physical body, your appearance, your personal energy. This is a, this is like an infusion of life. Essentially. This is like, who do you want to be? You know, like what is sort of stagnant or old about your old identity and how do you kind of want to approach everything? This is a good time to like, like you may find yourself like changing your looks or changing your aesthetic or like, you know, but this is all about you and your relationships um, because in your, the lunar eclipse, May 16th may uh, be around some kind of culmination or completion or awareness news uh, regarding relationships. So it could be, you're just really looking at your one-on-one relationship dynamics with, you know, romantic partners, clients, best friends, roommates, um, even your arch enemy, let's say too. And um or, or there could be just something playing out in your partner's life around this time too. But there could be, um, when it, when these changes are happening in your first and seventh houses, this can definitely be significant changes for you and the way that you operate in your relationship. So definitely really big energy for you this season. Uh, Gemini, um, this is going to be in your, these eclipses are taking place in your like mental health, um, your subconscious, your rest and recharge and your, um, your work and your physical and bodily health sectors of your chart. So the solar eclipse on April 30th is going to be a new beginning in your 12th house of, I see you like it, like you may need to like evaluate, like how much like rest you're getting, how much recharge and downtime you're getting. You may feel a need to go out and get, get into nature to meditate something maybe coming up with mental and emotional health or kind of, you know, stagnant kind of old beliefs maybe coming up. And you're like, wow, why do I still think that? Um, the lunar eclipse on May 16th will be in your sixth house of daily work and routines and also pets. So this could be something going on with like, you may get news around like a pet or an animal or something completing there. Um, you may like, an, like a coworker may be leaving. You may be changing something with your job. Um, and this is not like career. This is like what you do for work, like your day-to-day kind of grind. Um, this is also something could be coming up with health at this time too. So you're going to want, you're, like, you're going to want to watch anything health-wise that comes up. It could, you know, it could always be good news too. I will say during, during an eclipse, a good rule of thumb during an eclipse, if you have something coming up with, if you're noticing something in your physical body that is unpleasant, get it checked out because during an eclipse, it tends to intensify matters. And, um, especially, um, you just will want to kind of get it checked out, but this is a good time to kind of evaluate your health routines, you know, health, diet, exercise, all of those kinds of things. But so I would say health work and pets for you, uh, on like around May 16th. And like, it, it may just be like, that. I'm like, you're significant. You're a lot, you got, well, I cannot talk Jesus Christ. You could just also be completing some kind of work project around that time too. It doesn't have to be that significant, but just keep an eye on health things. Um, cancer rising. So your solar eclipse story is going to be in your 11th house. So this is new beginnings or recharge. And again, a solar eclipse could mean endings too, as well as beginnings. 
Um, this one is going to be in your 11th house of like casual friends of groups, clubs, organizations, um, and also your hopes and goals. So you could be, you know, establishing like some, like a new, new goals or new things that you want to work for, like for the future. This could be maybe even weeding out, um, uh, casual friends that like you're just not clicking with anymore, but this could also just be establishing like joining, let's say for me as an astrologer, I might be joining a let's say like an astrology meetup group or something like that. And your, your 11th house in, uh, is going to be, you know, getting a lot of energy over the next year. So there could be just be changes in energy going on in groups, friends, clubs, organizations, and uh, anything that you join that's kind of bigger than yourself. Um, your, uh, the lunar eclipse on the 16th is going to be impacting your, uh, your love life. I'm going to say love life. So it could be uh, you know, something culminating news, illumination, something coming up or manifesting in your like romantic and sexual life. Uh, anything with, uh, if you work with children or if you have children, uh, something could be playing out in their life as well. Um, also your creativity and your self-expression, like the things that you are giving birth to. This may call attention to like the fact I'm like, okay, are you, you know, have you had any pleasure for yourself? Are you creating anything at all? Is, there, is that area pretty stagnant? You maybe feel a call to that uh, Leo rising. So um, Leo and Aquarius, um, you're definitely being impacted by these eclipses too, because these are hitting the angular parts of your chart. So the angular houses, you know, the first, the 10th, the fourth, and the seventh all have to do with our reputation, our career, our self and identity, relationships and home and family, like really big pillars of life. Okay. So Leo rising. So solar eclipse, uh, it's career. It is career for you. So um, the 10th house, uh, your 10th house, there's a new beginning here, um, and maybe paying more attention to your professional career, your reputation and your public status. This is also kind of like your ambitions and, um, you know, like you definitely have a lot of energy and like a lot of juice kind of in this energy of like in this energy, in this area of your chart. So you may want to watch these kind of new beginnings that are kind of, that will be flowing in around this eclipse. Um, we also have a um, completion or culmination news awareness illumination, something going on in your home and family sector, also maybe even real estate as well. So this could be something going on with like closing a real estate sale. This could be something just kind of, there's just events kind of happening in your home and family life. This could be also like, oh, I'm going to redecorate or like, you know, something like that it doesn't have to be that serious, but definitely something going on in your home base, your home and your family. And again, the eclipses taking place in the most public part of your chart and in the most private part of your chart. So kind of watch kind of that dynamic play out this eclipse season. Um, Virgo rising, this is going to be in your ninth house. Um, so solar eclipse. So this could be a new beginning um, in some sort of higher education endeavor, spirituality, meditation. This could be you planning some sort of long distance journey or some sort of you know long distance uh, like trip essentially like seeing foreign lands, you know, that kind of thing, or even just getting on a plane. Like I, I consider plane trips to be ninth house trips, but this is all about mind expansion for you. Um, also this does have to do with like broadcasting and communication. So this could have something to do with like some sort of like you're starting a YouTube channel, you're starting some sort of new broadcasting or communication endeavor um, around April 30th. So just kind of notice that energy coming in. Actually, no, I know one version. I know actually one Virgo rising who's doing that. Um, so, cause my mom wants to start like a little radio show and I'm like, yes. And she's a Virgo rising. <laughs> so, um, 
we have Virgo rising of a lunar eclipse on May 16th. So something coming up, something completing out in your third house. So again, this is also communication, right? So this can be communication projects. This can be learning something new. This can be something completing out. This could be like a neighborhood construction project that's completing out. Uh, this could be just engaging with your local community. There's something about your daily rituals. There also could be something playing out with your siblings as well too, because third house has to do with your siblings and kind of just like your daily errands. It's kind of how I like to think about third house. It's like my visit to local coffee shop, you know, exploring my local neighborhood, short distance trips, engaging the mind, studying, reading, learning, teaching, but more, uh, more on kind of like a short term kind of level. So a lot of communication, learning, teaching stuff going on with Virgo rising this eclipse season. Libra rising. And so this is going to be your, um, this is going to be solar eclipse, a new beginning in your eighth house. So like Aries rising, um, you are going to be having financial stuff going on this eclipse season. So the solar eclipse, there could be a new beginning in your like emotional intimacy and how you share your energy with people. Again, it could be having to do with estate, um, you know, inheritance, estate, your will, it could be new stuff. You, you, you could be taking out a loan. You could be refinancing. We could be looking at credit cards, that kind of stuff. We also could be finding some kind of source of um, income that's not like a paycheck. So we could be like cashing out an investment or something like that, or even receiving mutual aid, right? So like, cause this could be grants or loans or receiving mutual aid or kind of help from your community. Um, your lunar eclipse is going to be in your second house of income and resources. So this could be something complete there. You could be wrapping up like a source of income here. You could be, you know, getting some kind of raise or payday or something or something playing out or culmination or completing or some sense of awareness as far. It could be even just starting a budget also too here, but definitely financial for Libra. I need to pause and sip a water. All right, Scorpio rising. Um, okay, so along with Taurus rising and Taurus sun, uh, you have a lot of changes coming up with this eclipse. So, um, so we have so the solar eclipse in uh, the solar eclipse on April thirtieth is happening in your partnership sector. So this could be a time when you find yourself meeting new people, new relationships coming, uh, you know, happening in your life, um, or really kind of reestablishing. Um, how you want to operate in your relationships. And again, this is romantic. This is business partnerships, clients, best friends, um, and even people who are openly your arch enemy also fall in the seventh house as well, okay? But um, I see this energy as really beautiful energy to kind of renegotiate your relationships. The lunar eclipse on the 16th, that is going to be in your first house of self. So definitely a a big releasing. This is definitely releasing uh, maybe culminations or endings or maybe even something kind of manifesting around this time um, in your first house of self, identity, your whole approach to life, your personal essence. Um, like you may find your identity kind of changing or like releasing parts of yourself that are no longer really you anymore. And the, things with, and the thing with eclipses is that you don't want to try to force these things to happen. Eclipses really, again, feel like these bigger kind of faded energies. So you really kind of want to just release. I wouldn't say like, oh, now's a good time to do some sort of manifestation ritual. I really would urge against it just because eclipses are much, much bigger than you. Um, but yeah, so you, yourself, your attitude and approach to life in general, your personal energy and your relationships I would also say um, if you find yourself 
kind of fatigued around the energy of the eclipse is like really buzzed up with energy it can kind of be both things it's just to have some time for balance and rest um hopefully in there somewhere you know so maybe give yourself extra little windows of just doing nothing <laughs> you know just to kind of help you process this energy but again i do see this as a significant year for you for scorpio sun and scorpio rising so Sagittarius rising, uh, you, your solar eclipse, April 30th is in your sixth house of work and health. So something could be coming up with, uh, this could be new beginnings as far as work, health, something, something coming up with a pet around this time, your routines, how you use your energy in your work, um, how you take care of your physical body, all those things are going to be coming up. It could be a new time for new routines or new beginnings with those, with those things, with those elements in your life. The lunar, the lunar eclipse on May 16th is going to be in your 12th house of, um, of uh, rest, essentially. Rest, recharge, mental health. So there is definitely these eclipses are kind of talking about like, okay, are you getting enough rest versus, you know, are you taking care of your physical body? Are you taking care of your emotional health? That lunar eclipse in your 12th, like you may, uh, on May 16th, you may kind of want to just be alone. Like, or you may want to be, you know, around few people, or you may want to be in nature, you may want to connect um, and kind of, you know, go and like, just kind of maybe be in a place where you can kind of connect with, uh, you know, not the busyness of the city and tons of people around you, because the, the 12th house can be so much about um, needing just kind of quiet time. So eclipses in, your, in, in, in eclipses in your sixth and 12th in general over this eclipse, there's this eclipses, this eclipse season and this year, um, can really, you know, it can speak to things coming up in your work life, your health, your pets, and also um, just like your rest and recharge. So those things will be coming up for you in 2022. Capricorn rising. This is going to be in your fifth house. The solar eclipse will be in your fifth house on April 30th. So really could be some gorgeous new beginning, gorgeous new energy happening in your romance and creative sector. Also sector uh, with, with, with children. I will say, <laughs> you know, like... Um, Let's say that you're able to get pregnant and do not want to. I would definitely kind of maybe watch that or maybe you know, use contraception or protection or something um, just because your fifth house of children, of things that you create um, is going to be lit up all year. <laughs> so I would just kind of urge caution there if you don't want children because um, I've seen that happen with, uh, with the, the fifth house getting activated. So new beginning and it could be new romantic relationship. It could be you know, just feeling really kind of like really creative. You could have more sexual energy um, and, and, and really anything relating to children. So it could be, you know, new beginnings relating to like the children in your life. If you work with children or it, again, this is a time like if you are wanting to have children, this could also be something coming up with that as well. So playtime, romance and sexual energy. Um, and then the lunar eclipse on the 16th of May, this could be weeding out your friendship sector um, there, there could be like an event happening in your, there could be just some sort of culmination or event happening in your um, like groups, uh, friends, clubs, associations, any kind of groups that you're a part of, any cliques that you're a part of, or, any, or this could also, this could also, um, you know, this could also signify like the culmination of some sort of goal or some sort of hope or wish that you've, that you've had essentially. Okay. So, but I would see friends, clubs, groups, anything that you're joining and um, goals and wishes um, that is all going to be highlighted around this lunar eclipse on May 16th. Aquarius um, solar eclipse on April 30th. This is in your home and family sector and also real estate. So it could be like redecorating. It could be something going on with your home that you're like initiating. 
this could be something going on with home and family, some sort of fresh new beginning with your home and family or connecting with ancestors, connecting with your roots, or really just maybe need for some private time. The lunar eclipse on May 16th is going to take place in your career sector. So this could be something culminating or ending or um, just, you know, really kind of coming to light around that lunar eclipse in your career sector. So that's going to be about your reputation, your career, your public status. And this could, you know, culminate with the, it, I just, I see work, I, I see your, uh, wow, I cannot talk today. I see your career and your public status and reputation, something coming up with that. And it's more likely to be like some kind of culmination as far as like career goes. Um, anything having to do with your authority figures. Um, so work, family, so I would say career and family are coming up for you with these eclipses. So lastly, Pisces rising. Uh, this is solar eclipse is in your third house on April 30th. So this could be learning or studying something new. This could be engaging more with your local neighborhood and community. This could also just be finding the beauty in like where you live and, you know, the beauty in your daily routine and like the magic in your kind of daily trips to the coffee shop or whatever it is. This could also be some sort of new beginning for your siblings or some new beginning with your siblings. You could be planning some kind of short distance travel or there's a lot of like kind of day trips happening around this time. Um, the full moon lunar eclipse, May 16th, will be fall in your ninth house. Um, so this is, it could be some sort of culmination or news or awareness or something kind of coming to fruition or lighting up around higher education, mind expansion. You could be taking some sort of long distance trip here. This could also have something to do with like a broadcasting or communications project. Maybe something is like wrapping up for you around then, but a lot of sort of mind engaging, mind expanding, learning, studying, spirituality stuff for you with these eclipses. So, um, okay, perfect. Let me move on to the next thing. All right, before I get into the rest of this episode and talking about Jupiter going into Aries in this Mercury retrograde, um, I am offering a special uh, session. So I'm offering, um, I'm offering eclipse readings again. So this is really just connecting with you and looking at your energy at this moment in time. So we're going to be looking at exactly what is going on uh, in your chart with these eclipses. Um, you know what what areas of life they're kind of affecting, what opportunities they're they they they're, they're presenting, all the astrological weather that is happening surrounding that as well, and really kind of looking at the new beginnings coming in for you, things to be completing out for you, and really kind of what the general tone of this year looks like for you. So this is only 75 bucks. Um, this will be, I can't decide if it's half hour, 45 minutes, somewhere around there. Um, but this is just a chance to, <clears throat> to really kind of to, you know, for a check-in essentially um, with this. So I'm only going to be offering this through May 16th. So you will want to get on my books before that, before um, I'm no longer offering that session. So to access that session or to find more about it, and this again, this is on Zoom or via phone, I record the session for you. Um, uh, you can go ahead and uh, you can click the link in the show notes and that will take you to my website. And then you can go ahead and book the session from there. Or you can always DM me on Instagram or email me at acreek at docstaroracle.com for more information. So back to the damn show. Okay, so let's talk about, um, so we have a quick, I wanted to, like a quick PSA for Mercury retrograde. So Mercury stations retrograde May 10th in Gemini and then stations direct on June 3rd. So I'm just going to kind of give it my little, a little sound bite here. 
So Mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year. Happens a lot, okay? And um, so Mercury being in Gemini, though, with this retrograde, like it's going to be more classical kind of Mercury, Mercury retrograde kind of stuff. So you're going to maybe want to, you know, like it, we're already in the shadow period of Mercury retrograde kind of starting up. And um, which means like, which, excuse me, wow. I totally think I just burped. Um, hopefully you didn't hear that. <laughs> so so we're, we're, uh, the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, it's like Mercury, we're, we're sort of like in the beginning phases, essentially, even though it hasn't stationed direct yet, or even though it hasn't actually stationed retrograde yet. So you may just kind of want, you may want to back up important data or files or anything on your hard drive that's really important or like put it like in some sort of cloud or something, or really just have some sort of backup to it. Um, you know, something could be some things coming up as far as technology or car or communication snafus or kind of getting your wires crossed. It's really kind of, it's more likely during a Mercury retrograde. And I think the whole point is to kind of get us to review and to slow down and to reevaluate things from the past that Mercury rules in your chart, um, you know, may come up for review at this time. It's funny because every time there's a Mercury retrograde, I'm usually able to find money <laughs> because Mercury rules my eighth house of like loans, grants um, you know, credit, things like that. There's usually something that I'm reevaluating or I'm like getting rid of like a subscription or something, or I'm finding money because that usually happens during Mercury retrograde for me, which I'm, I'm like, okay, great. Um, so for you, um, you may want to look and see where Gemini is in your chart and look at the meeting of the house. I'm not going to go through it right now. Cause I don't, I don't have time, but again, May 10th, through June 3rd, especially watching the dates that they station. So like May, May 10th and June 3rd, because when, when Mercury actually stops moving, like when it stations, it means it essentially looks like from our vantage point that it stops moving in the sky. So when it does that, um, the energy around those things are more unstable. They're particularly like fritzy, essentially. You also will want to, and if, if you're really curious, um, when the moon is in either Gemini or Virgo could be times when you could really feel that Mercury retrograde energy. There could be, or that kind of off, like, you know, the technology kind of being off the fritz around those times because Mercury rules those signs. Then also, especially on um, Wednesdays, because that is uh, traditionally, that is the day of Mercury. So you may also want to notice like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, I had more Mercury retrograde stuff happen on a Wednesday or happen when the, when the moon was in Gemini or something. Okay. Uh, which is kind of interesting to note. Um, I wouldn't say go circle all of those dates because that's kind of psychotic. You just need to live your life, but it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to note those things. Um, so just have more patience around this time, but it's, again, it's really good for going back and finishing up old communications projects or anything from the past you've already started or going back and having to retool something or, you know, or people from the past could also be reaching out as well. So, but I would say really kind of watch that technology stuff. So lastly, um, Jupiter is this planet of expansion, opportunity, um, higher learning and uh, faith and travel. Um, and Jupiter has been in Pisces since um, December 21st, 2021, I think around, or at least around December 21st. So for the, for the majority of 22 so far of 2022 so far, Jupiter has been in Pisces, you know, sort of helping to kind of, you know, asking us to expand our consciousness, to connect more with our, uh, spirituality, to connect more with our compassion 
and really kind of asking us to open up on a collective level of maybe using our, you know, knowingness and our creativity versus like using like logic. Okay. And I think to some degree, it also has been talking about all the grief our collective is like is experiencing as well. This outpouring of grief and emotion, I think has been really interesting during this Pisces season, especially. But if, if you have like significant Pisces placements in your chart, you know, sun, moon, rising, right? Jupiter, you know, has gone over those points and helped you to expand, helped you to grow, um, you know, help maybe opportunities to learn something new or to travel or to expand your personal opportunities. Um, sometimes Jupiter, you know, it can be associated with excess or expanding too much. Sometimes when it goes over a personal placement having to do with the physical body, you can really gain weight, <laughs> you know, because it's like, oh, more of a party. Let's have another beer, you know, something like that. I've definitely seen that too. Um, but Jupiter is going to go into Aries from May 10th through October 29th. So the basic significations of Jupiter and Aries is sort of like, we're all going to feel you know, on some collective level, like an urge to innovate, to pioneer, to have this independent spirit, to, you know, engage with kind of like the warrior part of ourselves, like the part of ourselves that's like, let's start something new. And I don't really give a fuck what anyone thinks about it. Kind of, kind of vibes. Okay. Like that's very much Aries energy. And, you know, it's, it's a more area, you know, Aries is a fire sign. It's enthusiastic. It's passionate. Um, so if you have Aries in your chart, um, you know, Aries, Libra, or really any, any of the cardinal signs, Jupiter is going to be hitting some, like some of those points. So, but especially Aries, Libra, um, um, that's going to, you know, offer you some personal expansion wherever Aries happens and where, where, wherever Aries happens to fall in your chart. And I will explain that for each sign here in a moment. Okay. Wherever Aries happens in your chart, um, is going to be expanded by that energy. It's going to, you know, offer some sort of opportunity. And again, with Jupiter is Jupiter is very enthusiastic and it's going to expand. It's like in the key is sometimes like, okay, I don't want all that expansion. <laughs> sometimes saying no is sometimes kind of wise with, with Jupiter. Um, so let's kind of go through each sign. So Jupiter is going to go through Aries May 10th through uh, October, October 29th. So about Halloween and a really good chunk of this year. Um, and then it'll dip back into Pisces uh, from around Halloween, essentially through uh, through most of through most of um, through essentially the rest of 2022 with like a little break at the end there. So uh, Aries rising. So Jupiter is going to go through your first house of self and identity, who you are, your personal energy, and also listen up Aries sun as well, because it's going to really kind of feel similar. So again, like it's going to, you know, this opportunities for expansion, just growth opportunities, and just really kind of feeling good, right? It just, it's just good energy for promoting yourself as well. Um, Taurus rising, this is going to be in your 12th house. So Jupiter going through Aries is going to kind of call more attention to meditation or spirituality, or you're really going to feel like you're going to want to rest and recharge more, or there's, or there's like hidden, or there's like hidden blessings and opportunities for you. Gemini rising, it's in your 11th house. So um, this is going to be more along the lines of, you're going to want to look at maybe networking, uh, like professional networking or opportunities through friends or connecting, just like socializing, connecting with, with, with more people, connecting on social media, expanding on social media, um, and also, again, taking a fresh look at your hopes and goals as well. Cancer rising, this is going to be in your 10th house of career. So this is from May 10th through October 29th. It's going to be time for you to maybe expand professionally or to be seen you know, positively in the light uh, and like uh, 
you know, through authority figures or your reputation can be boosted in some way during this transit. Leo rising, your ninth, this is in your ninth house. So this can be about higher education, learning something new, your spirituality and mind, and mind expansion. This can be very literally about like taking college level courses or like, you know, just taking or some sort of like education that helps kind of that that may help boost your career when Jupiter goes into Taurus. Um, so Jupiter in Aries in your ninth house can also like this can also be about like long distance travel, you know, expanding your horizons, essentially. Um, Virgo rising, this is in your eighth house. So a couple of things can happen here. So, you know, this can be a good time to um, look at like loans, debts, debt, credit, your finances, all that kind of stuff, because it can definitely increase. You can also take on more debt here too, because Jupiter is like, woo, good time, let's do it. But it could also just be refinancing or something like that. Um, and also it's going to help you. Um, this could be also like your partner could be making more money. This could be making more or gaining more sort of in resources, um, uh, like through, like through, through other people as well. So your personal, like this, like your, your shared financial resources could see a boost with this transit here and also emotional intimacy and sexuality as well. Um, also this could coincide with psychic development too. That's certainly an eighth house thing as well. Uh, so it could be a good time for like intuitive development. So Jupiter and Aries for Libra rising. Um, this is going to um, give you some sort of boost in your partnership sector. This could be new relationships. This could bring like healing to your existing partnerships. If you're if you're in like a client based business, you could be seeing more clients around this time, or um, your your or or your partner is just having a lot of opportunities and like a lot of blessings around them at this time. Uh, Scorpio rising, um, definitely going to increase workload. If you need work, you know, this could be you getting another job. This could be having expanded role at your job. If you're self-employed, you could just be busier during this time and, or, or you could just be finding other gigs or other opportunities. This is an excellent time to be taking care of your health. It's like kind of blessings and health if you're really kind of paying attention to it. And also this could be you expanding and getting another pet or like, you know, Things with pets kind of tend to increase when with Jupiter going into your sixth house, but I'd say more work, daily routine, and health is going to get a boost through this transit. Sagittarius rising, uh, Jupiter is going through your fifth house, so this is um, honestly this is going to bring some opportunity as far as romance and fun, romance, creativity, self-expression, fun. I will say again, uh, though. Um, uh, fifth, the fifth house is children, so it could increase like your opportunities relating to children. But also, you know, if you have a lot kind of going on in your fifth house right now, and you have Jupiter going through here, um, again, if you don't want children and you're able to have them and you're having sex or something, you may want to use contraception or, you know, just because Jupiter can increase things, fifth house is children, okay? So, but otherwise, it's a really nice boost to your romantic, creative, and, and sexual life with Jupiter going through your fifth house. So that will definitely light that up for you. Um, Capricorn rising. Um, this is going to increase things relating to home, family, and real estate. So um, I would say here, uh, wait, let me, yeah, no, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, did I do that right? Yes, I did. Um, so yeah, so I would say opportunities connected to, you could be literally expanding your home, doing renovations on your home, doing something with, with real estate, or really just connecting more to your family. Maybe your family is expanding around this time. Um, Aquarius rising, Jupiter is going through your third house of uh, your daily routines, 
um, not, not, not daily routines, your like daily rituals, um, any communications projects, learning something new, you know, this is kind of finding like joy and like your little trips to the coffee shop or your errands. This is taking more kind of short distance trips or kind of exploring more in your neighborhood or community. And this is also um, connecting more with siblings or people who feel like extended family to you, or maybe, or perhaps they're, or perhaps they are having opportunities themselves. And this is also maybe communications projects or new courses of study or learning something new. And finally, Pisces rising. Jupiter is going through your second house of income, okay? So you could be seeing more income or having a new source of income come to you at this time. This is going to be more along the lines of like a paycheck or money that you are probably earning right now. Um, and uh, so that's pretty nice. I will say Jupiter here too, it could increase your spending as well. So, you know, so you just, I would just kind of keep an eye on that, but it's definitely going to bring a boost to your personal resources sector of your chart. So um, I think that is, I think that is all, that is all she wrote for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I hope the information, I hope you like the information. Um, again, if you want to work with me in a private session, you know, doing a full reading in your astrology chart or connecting with you in intuitive reading, or especially if you want to just know more about these eclipses, where you are right now with the energies and the, the astral weather, make sure you check out that uh, eclipse session. Again, that's only 75 bucks. Um, and you can find the booking link for that in my show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a good review on iTunes or wherever the hell you're listening to this. It helps people find me and make sure if you're watching on YouTube that you're subscribed or that you, that, that you leave a comment because that can also help people uh, help people watch this. So uh, see you next time. Uh, we'll probably be talking about some more astrology and, um, you know, again, whatever else I, whatever else I want to talk about. So uh, thank you again and happy eclipse season and I will see you next time.